0: Sefer Vahikra, Parshat Shemini, on sobriety in our service. Parshat Shemini, meaning eighth, picks up after the seventh day ordination period of Aaron and his sons as priests. Upon officially becoming high priest, Aaron performs the offerings we learned about in our previous parshat. And this is pleasing both to God and to B'nai Yisrael, the Israelite people. Then in a jarring turn of events, Aaron's two oldest sons, Nadav and Avihu, offer unprescribed incense to God and do so with alien fire. As a result, God consumes the sons with fire and they thus die bringing their uncommanded offering. Moses informs Aaron and his remaining sons that all of B'nai Israel, all of the house of Israel, will mourn for Nadav and Avihu. And from this incident, a commandment emerges. Leviticus 10 tells us, And the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Drink no wine or other intoxicant, you or your sons, when you enter the tent of meeting, that you may not die. This is a law for all time throughout the ages, for you must distinguish between the sacred and the profane, and between the unclean and clean, and you must teach the Israelites all the laws which the Lord has imparted to them through Moshe. Most broadly, this passage teaches us that the role of the priests and the Jewish people as a kingdom of priests involves separating the holy from the unholy. The Parsha later spends a good deal of time on the laws regarding clean and unclean animals for distinguishing between the unclean and the clean, between the living things that may be eaten and the living things that may not be eaten. Maybe our most familiar example of making a separation is Havdalah, in which we separate Shabbat from the six days. Regarding alcohol though, traditional interpreters agree that the mitzvah, the commandment in Vayikra chapter 10 applies not only to priests entering the tent of meeting, but also to judges and to teachers making legal rulings. That's not to say this is a commandment towards asceticism. Instead, our takeaway is that we cannot drink alcohol while in our service. While the tradition makes ample space for the enjoyment of alcohol safely within Jewish life, some forms of service are so serious that they require our full mental function. And so we must have a sober approach to the work, to the holy work we set out to do. With that in mind, we must address the concrete realities of alcohol in the Jewish community as the intermingling of alcohol and service is something the Torah asks us to take with utmost seriousness. One necessary area for reflection is how we make it functionally impossible for someone to engage in Jewish life without frequently being offered wine and other drinks. This puts those who battle against alcoholism or have a family history of alcoholism in repeated situations that are at best uncomfortable and at worst, dangerous. According to the United States Department of Health and Human Services, 5.3% of people ages 12 and older suffer from alcohol use disorder. It is therefore extraordinarily likely that these infinitely valuable human beings are present in our communities and at our events. Our holidays that encourage heavy drinking, such as Pesach and Purim, present the most visible instances of the danger of blending drunkenness with spirituality. In 2012, a 28-year-old named Jesse Allen tragically died of what was reported as alcohol poisoning after a Chabad Purim party in Florida. The Jewish Telegraphic Agency report of tragedy ends by saying, Alan's mother, Lynn, said her son loved Jewish tradition and was struggling to overcome an alcohol problem. Deaths such as this one, in conjunction with the dangers of drunk driving, should make us exceptionally cautious about alcohol and conscious of our obligation to preserve life. No one should have to choose between Jewish activities and their own safety. While there is a mitzvah to get drunk on Purim to the point where one does not know the difference between accursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai, there are alternatives to taking this literally. The Shulchan Aruch, the code of Jewish law, contains two views from the Ramah that we can embrace. Firstly, that one can simply drink more than one normally drinks, which for most of us can just be a few sips. And number two, that a nap, a nap is sufficient in place of getting drunk because someone taking a nap also can't tell the difference between accursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai based on their altered consciousness in dream state. The Chabad website itself will tell you, Purim is not about drinking. Purim is about being drunk with sincere happiness. That is the ultimate goal to reach a new elevated height of spiritual consciousness. To take the commandment from this week's Parsha on a more spiritual level, we ought to additionally see it as a reminder to do all of our service from a psychological state of sobriety. In our work of tikkun olam to repair the world, we must remember that we are not in it for the high, we are in it for the impact. We must reject the outreach approach to young Jews that makes food and pizza, food and drink central. It should not be vodka and sushi as our tool towards engagement. To be sure, there is a place for food and drink in Jewish life. But if those things are our selling points, rather than our nurturing of the mind, soul, and community, we're not going to attract the right people we need to sustain the ethos of Jewish life with its full richness. We need to sustain Jewish life by attracting people who are looking to serve, looking to give, looking to grow. If we try to serve incorrectly, we will, in the manner of Nadav and Avihu, bring in a foreign fire. In activism and spirituality, we shouldn't promote the thrill of the high, but consistency in observance and activism. Spirituality gives us the sustaining energy we need in order to keep up our activism. Just as God wants us to approach God's presence while physically sober and spiritually high, so too in our service of the world, we need to be deeply sober, conscious, thoughtful, intentional. The commandment prohibiting intoxication in service shows us the danger of wanting to do good, but failing to completely discipline the self and the inner life. May we achieve this goal together with our full hearts, minds, and souls.